Hello there, and welcome to The Writing Endeavor, the show where we discuss the craft of writing and how to go from a blank page to getting your work published. I'm your host, William Eaton, and I'm here to accompany you on this writing journey. If you're new to writing, looking to pick it up again, or a seasoned writer who wants to learn a new trick or two, then this show is for you. Thanks for joining me today. Now here's the episode. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in again to episode two of the Writing Endeavor. Thanks for coming back and listening to us. And if this is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. So I guess today's episode, I mentioned it a little bit last time. I talked about my poetry book a little bit that I'm working on. I am going to announce now that I have published it. It's been out for a little bit over a week now. I just did a direct Kindle, Amazon, print, on demand through Amazon. It's called Rough Edges and Straight Lines by William Eaton. So if you type that into Amazon, you can go and find it and buy it if you like. If not, if you could buy it, that'd be awesome. But I'm not going to be upset if you don't. You know, do what you want to do. For this episode, I decided to talk about poetry and the process of writing poetry and kind of how I got into it. So I guess today we can just dive right in and start talking about that. So why did I pick poetry? (laughs) Um, I think I mentioned last time that I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I kind of say I have a love-hate relationship with poetry. I do enjoy it. I do like to read it. I think when a really well-made poem kind of hits you in the right spot, it's kind of like a magic thing that somebody can take a few lines and some words and just make you kind of feel this great emotion. So it's kind of like there's a little bit of magic involved when it comes to writing good poetry, but it was kind of thrown at me way too much when I was in college. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I want to do a short story. I want to work on a book. I want to do anything else but poetry. But I had a lot of classes where that's what we wrote and I was just sort of stuck with it. (laughs) But for me to kind of get into poetry, basically I did it because it was easy and it's not that poetry or writing poetry is an easy thing to write or consume but it was what was easiest for me at the time and it didn't feel as daunting as trying to sit down and write a short story or try to start a book or try to do anything that wasn't poetry because you know poetry can be nice small pieces of work that aren't too big and aren't too intense and that's what i need at the time i uh i mentioned it a little bit that i dealt with anxiety in the past and so the idea of like trying to write something really long or really in depth i was like i i can't do that that's too much for me right now but being able to sit down and write 10 lines of poetry about something that seemed pretty easy so i decided to go with that yeah i thought i could work in smaller bursts of writing and as you can see now i have a finished book out so that's something that worked for me and i figured just do what's doable you know it's it's easier to write one or two small things every couple of days and trying to write, you know, 2,000 words to a book. So poetry was it, and that's why I chose it. And I think one of the things I kind of want to dive in with that is talking about anxiety a bit. In my past, I wrote a lot. I wrote kind of anything and everything that I wanted to or thought was going to be a good idea. I wrote short stories. I wrote poems. I had attempts at writing books because I thought I had a good idea. I journaled a lot. I did some memoir pieces. I tried a lot of different things, and they all made me feel good. I think one of the main reasons why I kept writing and wrote on a 
regular basis when I was younger was that I would have a really good sense of calm and relaxation after I did it. And, you know, I guess you could say it's kind of like a drug where I kind of chased that high. I liked not feeling super stressed or anxious after I wrote. So that's one of the reasons why I did it, because I felt good. I felt better about myself and how life is going. And when you're 14, 15, and you kind of think everything's falling apart in your life because you're going through all these changes, it was nice to have those nice small moments of calm after writing doing stream of consciousness or working on a poem or working on a short story that I had, I, I, I enjoyed the, the lack of anxiety I was feeling at the time. And I think when I was that age, I didn't know I was feeling anxiety. I didn't know I was feeling anxious, but it was definitely what was happening is I'd be, I'd be feeling better. And I enjoyed that feeling. (laughs) So that's why that's probably one of the main reasons why I do like writing now and did in the past. And it's why I'm still trying to pursue that as a way to express myself or as a way to explore the world in a bit and hopefully if I can get this book going or get other books going maybe I could make a living out of it but I do it because it makes me feel good makes me feel better and that's I think about it when people sing because they it makes them feel better I write because it makes me feel better and that's now it's kind of a great awesome magical thing that you can have if it's a way that you can make your life better and then you should pursue it so if you have a creative endeavor go for it and for me writing is it kind of going with that with the anxiety and writing and how i didn't write for a long time i mentioned it before i had a really unhealthy relationship and i had a really bad ex and she decided that one day she was going to pick up my notebook and read through it and there were a lot of things in there that uh weren't uh i don't know how you'd say this they weren't great when it comes to a relationship perspective i guess there were a lot of frustrations with the relationship there were a lot of anger and anxieties and fears that she read and thought that i was a bad person because i had those feelings or had those thoughts but it was a it was a it was an abusive relationship it was not a healthy relationship it was not, not a relationship i would want anybody to be in and she didn't take that as a sign of, oh, things are bad. She took it as a sign of how I'm a bad person. And having her go through my journal and then knowing she didn't want to hold back when it comes to privacy, I just stopped writing altogether. And that just basically made me, you know, I didn't write in my journal and then I attempted to write on and off a couple of times. But then that that lack of writing in the journals then led to me not writing short stories or poetry or trying to write anything. And I just gave up. I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to risk her reading what I wrote and then having that turn into another fight of some kind. And I was more about my self-preservation in any way I could at the moment than I was about trying to be creative and be a writer of any kind. Yeah, so that was my trauma response to dealing with a invasive abuse of ex-girlfriend as I chose not to write anything. I just gave up. <laughs> Glad I can laugh about it, but it's it's taken a while to get here. The fear and anxiety persisted for a long time. Uh, I think I probably went a decade or so after that of not writing consistently. I would attempt here and there, but it didn't really stick. I just kind of froze up and didn't really help. And here's a little pitch for the book. If you want to learn or read more about that, I have a few pieces in there that discuss that. So if you want to read that, go ahead and check the book out. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, so to deal with the anxiety when it came to trying to write again, I chose to write smaller things. Uh, and one of those things was poetry. 
I remember it was a couple years ago, I read a few poetry books that were these kind of fun, not super heady, or like trying to be overly intellectual pieces of like poetry. They were just like having fun with your wife or they're having a good time with your dog. Things just like super simple and just like about basic things of enjoying life and enjoying where you are. And they weren't things like I'm going to write about the trauma responses that I've had with <laughs> like ex- like experiences in my life or having to explain the beauty of a sunset. And I just, it's a, that's a lot of what I read in college and I didn't want to try to write that because that's what I thought. You had to have these really highly intelligent pieces of work and I didn't want to do that. But then reading these small poems about being with your dog and loving your wife and things like that, I was like, oh, I could probably do that again. And so I started to write small, silly, funny poems, and the topic I chose to begin with was about tattoos. I have a few tattoos, and I I have some of them for serious reasons, and other ones I have because I thought they'd be fun to get with a friend, and it's, it's tattoos are kind of like the serious permanent thing in your body, but they're also these fun, semi-extreme things that you can do to your body to change who you are, and I thought they were a good subject to write about, so I picked that. After writing a lot of those tattoo pieces, I then realized, like, oh, I think I have a bit more in me to try and write something a bit more serious. So I decided to pick some more intense things. I wrote a little bit more about, you know, missing my ex-girlfriend at the time. I wrote a bit more about not being in a, like, a good mental place. And as I kind of, like, the years progressed, like, quarantine happened. So I wrote about quarantine and dealing with living in my house and being stuck in there and all that. So it's tattoos but there's also some more serious stuff it wasn't just me being purely silly even though i could have easily just done 100 tattoo poems and published them without thinking about it but i wanted to have a good piece of work that i wanted to put out into the world and not have just be fluff i guess you could say so the process of writing for me uh it was pretty slow like i mentioned i started a couple years ago it was a back in 2018 that was a rough year for me i i lost my job my girlfriend broke up with me yeah, not a good year. And so I had those two things hovering over me and then piled on with more anxiety from all the stresses that not having a job bring to you. I didn't really have a lot of energy or desire to write, but I knew it would make me feel better. So I decided to make the attempt and I had read those small pieces and I was like, I'm going to write some small five line poems just to see if that makes me feel better. And so I wrote the first tattoo poem and I was like, hey, this is great i feel better it's not this amazing line i think it was like or not this amazing piece it's maybe five lines and i just was happy i did it i was happy that i got them out and those were the the first baby steps towards getting the book done so start small if you're kind of in a position where you want to start but you don't know where just do something small do something simple don't try to make it seem like this gigantic piece that you got to start working on just do one poem at a time, do one paragraph, do one chapter in a book. It's not, doesn't need to be this gigantic big thing. It's just pick something small, pick an easy goal, don't set the bar too high, and just go for it. Because you don't know what the end result is going to be, and it's writing, so you can always fix it if you don't like it. You can always change it, you can always delete it, you can always add to it. There's a lot of stuff that you can change when it's writing. There's, it's, you can literally delete the entire thing and start all over again. It's, you don't have to be stuck to it. But, yeah, so I wrote those poems and then just kind of kept working on them throughout 2018, 2019. And I had the vague idea of writing the book, but I didn't want to commit to doing it. And I had started grad school in 2019, and I was like, I'm going to finish this 
grad school program, and then I'll start thinking about writing more seriously. But then 2020 happened, and uh, I went into quarantine in about March of this year, so 2020, and my school closed. So that was a lot of things happened where I had a whole lot of more free time, and I wasn't doing a lot of like commuting to work, and I wasn't dealing with a lot of outside, uh, <laughs> a lot of outside priorities I had to get done. So I just had the free time, and the vague idea of writing a book became more of a possibility because I had gotten pretty good at going to work full time coming home, working for two, three hours every night, every other night to get my schoolwork done. And I figured use that momentum I had to go from school into writing poems. And I did that. I took that extra time in my week to work on writing. I had collected all of the poetry I'd written the last couple of years and put them into like one big document. And I kind of said, you know what, I'm going to aim to write a hundred poems in the next few months. And I think I do that. I think I got around probably 95 is more like it, but I was like, if I have that chunk, I can then go through and edit and cut out and improve things that I see fit. And maybe I'd end up with like 70 poems in the end. And I thought like a 70 page poetry book would be a pretty good size, small book that people could buy that I could be proud of and show off. And maybe people would want to go and buy it because it's not going to be too expensive or too too big for people to pick up like i said before the biggest thing was doing the small steps i didn't get all my poems together and sit down and say i'm going to write another 60 poems and get them done i said i'm going to do a few poems a week i think my plan was to do at least every other day of work and that didn't always work out but it was i went from not writing anything consistently to writing at least one poem a week and then other times if I only did like one poem a week I still did other work other days to clean up how things looked to go back and edit to go through and read the older poems and see if I liked them or if I wanted to keep them and that small bit of work like there's a good chunk to begin with but the little bit here and there is what really paid off in the long run um I think probably the hardest part was finding the motivation and the, I guess, finding the muse of writing was difficult, but I just had an idea and I went, I'm going to work on this and I'm going to work towards it. And sometimes I got a poem done and sometimes I got half of one done. Some nights I got two poems done because I had two ideas and then I knew I could go back and edit it. Editing is your friend. That's a good thing to remember for poems and for writing. And I think probably a good lesson to learn from that is like, you don't need to you don't need to have the bar set super high. You can have it pretty low. And if you have low, not, this is going to sound kind of wrong, but if you have low bars to try to jump over, you're going to get more success in the world than you are going to be trying to set these high bars and then not meeting them. Like a small win, a small goal being accomplished is such a better feeling than looking at a giant goal and then not accomplishing it. You're going to feel awful if you can't do it. And then you're just going to make yourself feel worse. Uh, it's probably a lesson I've been trying to teach myself for you know, the last 20 years of my life, it's, you want to get things done right now. And that's not always going to be the case. You're going to have to do some hard work. And sometimes that hard work is going to be sitting down and writing for an hour. And if you can do that consistently, that adds up over a long period of time. Yeah. I really wish I had more to say of like, oh yeah, do these things and you'll get there. But no, it's just about doing small work, get an idea, go with it, sit down, do it, work on it consistently as consistently as possible and you'll eventually get there it took me a lot longer than i thought it would like i started this in i started this in april and i thought i'm gonna get this done by august and then i had the rough draft done in august and then i had another three months four months before no three months 
yeah, I had another three months until it got published. I thought it was going to be done a lot faster, and it wasn't, but it's still done. It got done, and it got done because I did small steps along the way. So keep that in mind. Remember that small steps are good things. The book started as a vague idea, and here and there I did a little bit of work, and then by the end of the year, now it's November, uh, I have a book. It's written. It's manifested. You know, if you believe in manifesting, you know, your destiny and trying to get your things accomplished, that's a way to think about it. Like, it's going to get there. Just got to do it little bit by little bit. (laughs) If anybody is in quarantine right now and you're thinking, oh, I need to go and do these things, just go and do it. You never know what you're going to get done. You never know where you're going to be in a a month or so if you sit down and do a little bit of work. Really keep hammering in the little bit of work, but it really is just a small amount consistently is what you need to do. So go out, do it, get writing. If you think you can do it, go and do it. If you don't think you can do it, give it a try. You never know what's going to happen. And with that, I think I'm done. I think I've rambled long enough. (laughs) I've probably repeated myself way too many times, but hope you got something out of it. And just remember, it's the button chair method works, but also using inspiration works. You just got to make sure that you put the work in and get it done and yeah, you'll get there. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm a proof that it works. I'm proof that you can do the work and you'll eventually get to the goal you want. And now it's just looking at everything else I got to do in the future and realizing, Oh, I still have to do a lot more work. So that's always the fun lesson in the end is once you get something done, you still got more stuff to do. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy it and hope you have a good week. that was it thank you for listening to the show it's very much appreciated each episode is recorded and produced by me william eaton and if you liked what you listened to and like to help us out please leave a review on apple podcast or whatever podcast service you use any reviews you post will help us out by helping other people find the show don't forget to subscribe so you can listen in every week our intro music emotional and our end music day tea are by baradine you can find them at soundcloud.com slash baradine See you again on the next episode of The Writing Endeavor.